You're listening to 90% Mental, Conversations with Grant Parr, Episode 71. Today, mental performance coach Grant Parr talks with Natalie Simeri, former Division I gymnast and identity coach. She shares her journey of transitioning out of sport and how she learned how to let go of the sport she loved so much. Natalie has found her passion in coaching and is 100% committed in helping her clients to rebuild their new authentic self. Hey, Natalie, how are you? Hey, good. Thanks for having me on. You bet, man. I, I'm, I'm excited to have you on my show for many reasons because we're going to learn a little bit more about what you do as far as being an identity coach. But we're, we're basically going to talk about something that you and I went through and that I think is very, very real for athletes right now that are transitioning out of sport and how they can at times lose their identity. So you and I have a great story. I'm going to ask a lot of questions and learn about your story and just kind of how you coach people through that that process. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, before we get into it, I want to ask you my favorite question about mental toughness. So what does mentally tough mean to you? Mm, Mentally tough. So what I interpret it as, as being able to work through anything that comes your way whether it be positive, negative, hard, easy, whatever it is, being able to work through it. Beautiful. Now, was there a time during your athletic career as a gymnast or through coaching, was there a time you can share where you had to be mentally tough? Oh, goodness, yes. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, Oh, my gosh. Like, mentally tough, emotionally tough physically tough you know gymnastics is they say like 80 percent mental and 20 percent physical right because there are like yes you have to be able to flip and twist and jump and do all these crazy things but you are putting your body through a bunch of uh, athletes go through this as well but like you're putting your body through so many different positions and throwing yourself over still objects and you have to just do it like it was easy just do it like right yeah totally that was great (laughs) and smile (laughs) at the end right (laughs) exactly exactly so so yeah a lot of it is um during practice you need to be mentally tough in order to keep going keep going through failure keep going through you know all the mistakes that you've made and knowing that this is what you want in the end. You want to win in the end. So keep pushing through no matter what. Okay. You fall 18,000 times in one day. doesn't mean you're not going to come back tomorrow, right? Like tomorrow, like you're going to keep going. So all that um, is definitely mentally tough. But one thing that I would like to say is that, and this moment pops up right away is that, um, when I went into college, I was so excited. I was so excited to, cause it was just me and my dad. My dad was my coach. It was just me and my dad for many, many years. Um, just like coaching and doing gymnastics. And I finally got into a college with 30 girls who love the same thing you love, like eat, breathe and sleep gymnastics. It was just, it was amazing. I was getting new skills. I was getting stronger mentally and physically. And I was just, I was just so excited. So the day before our first meet, we were going to Maryland. And my uh, coach pulled me into his office and was like, Natalie, 
I'm sorry, but you're unable to compete. So there's six girls that compete at each event. And I was like, I was like, all right, like I'm a little bum. Like I really thought I was going to be in the lineup. And he was like, no, like you're unable to travel with us and be on the team this year because of your SAT scores. Oh, wow. So that was like a dagger to the heart. (laughs) It was like, you know, you're a freshman. I'm like, I'm going to become rookie of the year. This is going to be amazing. And all all these things were running through my head to be just cut off so short. So what happened then was, you know, down, I was down a little bit for a few months, but then I brushed myself off, got myself up again and was like, this is not how I'm going to end. I'm going to come back stronger. So I got even better skills, even more stronger. And the next year came back to become an all American. So that was kind of a long winded story or answer, but um, that was probably one of my biggest ones mentally physically tough to come back. Like when you look at other sports and they all have their own demands um, and dynamics. And when you think about gymnastics, there is how grueling is it to, to go through that type of sport when, you know, as far as the practices, competitions, um, emotionally, physically, mentally, like how, how demanding is that sport? Oh, extremely demanding. It, it's your life. You do not have any other time to play soccer or do baseball or do like any other sport. It takes up your full time. People usually do six hours a day wow. with gymnastics, um, like six days a week. Um, so it takes up your life. It takes up your family. It takes up, you know, all all your time. So it definitely, and I'm sure we'll get into this later. It's your identity. Mm. It is, it is who you are. And for me, I identified as a gymnast. I was not a person. I was a gymnast. Mm. So I was, I was just born into the sport. You know, it's funny you say that because, you know, when I work with a lot of athletes and and I see a lot of athletes get wrapped up, their identities wrapped up into their performance or their sport. And I have to remind them that your sport is what you do. It's not who you are. And some of them at first are like, wait, what? What what do you mean? And so I have to like, (laughs) yeah, I have to like peel back and get them to really open up a different door to really look at who are they outside of sport? That's who you are. And, and that is special and that exactly. is beautiful. So it's, you know, sometimes it's, you know, getting them to get to that point is, is cool from being a coach from my perspective. Absolutely. And for the athletes, it's scary. Yeah, for sure. It's scary to think that's not only who you are. And, you know, that's your, that's your, what is it? Like your, your prized possession. Like we've learned success at such a young age and to become where you are as an athlete or where you are in your sport it's hard to be like, no, that's not a hundred percent who you are. Mm. And you're like, no, no, yes, it is. This is my stuff. This is what I did for myself. You know? So that's kind of where the, the scary part of it comes yeah. to like pushing that identity to the side. For sure. Well, let's talk about how you became an identity coach, but I know that your story is going to lead us there. So can you share yeah. your story when you were a competitive gymnast and in your experience when you decided to transition out of sport? Yeah, definitely. So just a little bit of a backstory. I told you my dad was my coach. Um, both my parents were gymnasts um, through college as well. And, um, 
My parents owned a gym, a gymnastics gym in town, and I'm one of four siblings. We all did gymnastics. So we were known as the gymnast, the mm. gymnastics family. Okay, so um, all through that, I was the only one who went to college for gymnastics. And, um, you know, it, it was my thing. <clears throat> it was who I was. It was everyone's like, oh, Natalie, do a flip. Oh, Natalie, do this. Do that. She's a little strong one, a little gymnast. So after gymnastics, you know, quick thought. So after gymnastics, it was, um, hell yeah, I'm free. I can go out drinking every night. I can eat what I want. Yep. I can go travel wherever I want. Absolutely. You know, it's such a regimented, strict sport that, oh my gosh, I felt, I felt freed afterwards and I could just do whatever it is that I want. But then I found myself in this downward spiral of like, I couldn't catch up because I had no structure in my life. And then I really found myself this one moment that will never leave me is that I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, who are you? Mm. Like, who are you without gymnastics? You know, the things that I was doing, the things I was thinking, that was not me. So it was scary being this person, but not inside your own body. Yeah. Like it, cause I mean, after your sport, not only does your mental state get a little shifted, but your body changes too. And you're like, what do you mean? I can't eat chicken nuggets and M&Ms for dinner anymore. Right. <laughs> like, I have to work like crazy right. Right. <laughs> to have this, to have this body, this metabolism. So that was messing with me as well and had body acceptance, body image, um, problems with myself as well, but I really found myself in this downward spiral and, um, I fell into a depression and which I didn't really know I was depressed until I was like two years out, but I was every single day, like forcing myself to get out of bed, forcing myself to work three jobs, forcing myself to be happy, put on that mask. Like I'm okay. Everybody don't worry. I always got it figured out when deep down I wasn't. So it was like, like I was suffocating myself and I just wanted to be okay. Like I had super highs and then I had super lows and I just wanted to be okay. Right. So the first step for me was um, accepting it, being honest with myself with what I was feeling. Like I really did not like myself. Like I came to the point where like, I, I hate myself. So I started talking to a friend, a best friend who kind of went through this, like similar thing. Um, she told me she was going through therapy. And uh, my first thought was, no, thank you. But therapy <laughs> doesn't work on me. I can figure it out myself. Right, right. You know, like tough guy mentality, a lot of us athletes have. Um, but I, I, I was eating like shit. I was doing some crazy things that I usually wouldn't be doing, hanging out with not so good crowds. And, um, I really found myself like, I can't get myself out of this place. I really can't. And I just need help because this isn't me. I'm not living in, in my own body. So finally went to therapy, got some help. And that really started to make some changes with myself. And the number one thing with that is it was helping me feel my feelings and be okay with feeling my feelings and feeling and having these emotions come up. So after 
couple months of therapy, I then moved from Connecticut down to Boston, Massachusetts. And that was really when my new journey started. Um, I started accepting who I was. I started loving what I did. I started um, just loving this new environment around me. Um, And then I started working a bunch of different jobs. I worked in corporate. I worked as a bridal consultant. Um, I did a few other things. Um, But, you know, I really found myself always coming back to, I'm not feeling fulfilled. I feel like I need to give back. I feel like my thing on this earth, like what I'm here to do is to give back and help people believe in themselves. So I'm like, what do I do that with? Like, like how, right. there's so many different right. things out there that I could do. Like, yeah. where do I start? So then I had a friend tell me about life coaching and, um, you know, a, a bunch of different things. I, I got a mentor. I got some coaches. I got some certifications, and um, I I had a coach who helped me figure out my true purpose and what it is I wanted to do and who it is that I wanted to help. And I fell on who I used to be. Right? It's it, our what do they say? Our our mess is our message. So I um, so that's what I started doing. I started helping. Um, previous teammates, you know, just to kind of get into it. And then I really started to build this business of helping athletes overcome that identity crisis. Because if you don't have you, you don't have anything. You don't have a love life. You don't have a job. You don't have a healthy environment around you. So whatever it is that you want, it starts with you. So that's kind of where my whole business comes into play is because I know that trapped suffocating feeling of not being yourself. And now that I'm out of it and I know how to get people through to that other side, I'm like, I need to talk to everybody. I need to get everybody in this place because it is possible. Oh, I love it. Uh, Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, you brought something up, which is, I went through it. I mean, you're talking, there's a lot of things you're saying that's resonating and connecting with me because I went through some similar yeah. stuff. But when you when you get to that point in this transition or you're losing your identity or you're transitioning out of sport or transitioning out of anything that you've done for a long time that's made up your identity, right? when you get to that scary spot and you look yourself in the mirror and you go, who am I? There's that 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 shift of going into the unknown because you've known who you are the whole, your whole life. Right. And there's, that's the scariest shit. You're like, what? Like, who am I? And it's funny because when I asked that question to myself, I played football for 13 years. I was a quarterback and being a quarterback, there's so many other cool things that you get to deal with besides throwing the football and touchdowns and winning. And it affected my ego so it got to a point where I, right. when I got hurt and I was leaving the game, I didn't want to be the quarterback anymore. So like asking myself, like, who am I? I'm like, I don't want to be anything like that for the rest of my life. I'm done being a quarterback. I'm done with all that pressure. Mm-hmm. And that's when I gave up on myself. And so, and right. that was where that shift happened. So it's, you know, when you were talking, I can only imagine anybody out there when they get to that point of going, who am I? After they've dedicated their whole life to a sport can be really scary. Right. Absolutely. And then, and this is what I do. And I have a bunch of clients that went into this as well. You start to resort to blaming. Yeah. Like I started like, 
why the hell did my parents just let me do gymnastics? Why didn't they force me to focus on my studies? Why couldn't I do another sport? Yeah. Why this? Why that? Mm-hmm. What, you know, all these things that like rage and anger, but you know, when you're out of your sport and your body, your mind is searching for that new, like adrenaline rush and anger is a hype. Yeah. Anger is that adrenaline rush. So you start to slip into those as well. So, and you're right. The, the unknown is scary. Yeah. It's scary. And, um, I remember I went through this time of uh, literally like, I was like, can someone just decide for me? Like, just tell me what to do and yes, I'll do it. I'll be sure. great at it. I'll work hard at yep. it. But you know, and, and it's like, I mean, usually if you're a high level, level athlete, you, you started at like five years old or below. And, um, you know, you always had coaches to tell you what to do. You've always had a coach to look to, to your left, be like, um, so I want to win. What should I do? Okay. A, B and C go. And you did it. Now you're in this, like you said, unknown world, unknown self of wait, I can be anybody. Yeah. I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And sometimes people <laughs> are like, hell yeah, this is great. Let's go create. And other people are like, scares the shit out of them. Totally. You know, what's funny is when I was, when I was in junior college and I was transitioning out of junior college, you know, going into division two football, I had this conversation with my head coach, his name's Pete Davis, and he's incredible. Like he's one of my favorite coaches I've had of all time. And it was so funny because he was hearing me one day, I was sat in his, his office and I was just, I was all over the place. My, like I was throwing him questions left and right. And he could just see that I was just emotionally all over the place. And he said, Grant, what you need to do right now is make a decision. You don't know what's going to happen yeah. in the future. So have your intention, make the decision, and if for whatever reason you don't get what you want out of it, you have to learn from it so you, you can actually make a better decision. But trust yourself. And so it was funny. I spent 17 years in this transition mode of body issues, self-worth issues, uh, lack of confidence. And it got to, when I got to the point of re-engineering my, my whole body and my mind, that, that statement came back almost 20 years and showed up. And so ever since then, not only do I actually just trust my decisions to, I don't even know what's going to happen in the next 20 minutes, but I got to trust myself. And, and I teach people that, but it's so awesome that he he just said that to me, and I remembered it. It took yeah. me took me longer than I should have, but but sometimes you just gotta trust your decisions and just you know when you're looking at the the edge of the cliff and you're going holy shit this looks really scary you just gotta trust yourself. Right, right. It is. It's so hard, and so most athletes go through the whole perfection paralysis uh, type stuff, yeah. and yeah, and it's really it keeps you stuck and it keeps you anxious because what's the right way? What's yeah. the best way? Right. What's the fastest way? And mm. you will go and hamster wheel of asking yourself those questions. And years and years and years will go by because you're so stuck in that constant cycle instead of just deciding. Yeah. Even if it's wrong, even if it's five steps ahead of where you are right now, indecision is the wrong way. Yeah. Right? So it's like you just decide and it'll bring you to the right path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That decision is a hard one. You can't move the needle when you're sitting there stuck on it, right? It's like 
Right. You have to trust the universe, trust that whatever you throw out there. It, and yeah, most of the time, yeah. it comes back, and it's like, you're like, holy smokes, like, I didn't know, like, but that's the beautiful thing, beautiful, beautiful thing about energy in the universe, is you just trust yourself and be vulnerable in the moment. Throw it out there, man. Absolutely. Because you just never know. Absolutely. Right? Right, um, right. I learned that. It took me a long time, but now I, I it's it's just crazy. when I, What I put out there, man, it comes back tenfold, and it's just beautiful. I know, and it's actually scary, because I... Before this whole identity crisis went through, I was not a very spiritual person, and all the like woo woo stuff that I used to think is so silly. Yep. I am using it daily, (laughs) and it is so (laughs) crazy how powerful it is. It really is. Like it, it will, it will completely transform your life. You just use the universe. Yeah. Use your energy, your own power. Big time. I, I felt the same way too. Um, was born Christian, was in a very, very strong Christian home. And then things, yeah. you know, as I grew up and I had my own experiences, I moved away from that faith. But, and, and as I was going through that process, I was like, oh, Buddhism and meditation and all. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's too foofy. Well, mm-hmm. and it's so funny. <laughs> that's part of my, it's the fabric of my life now, you know? Yes, um, exactly. It's the foundation of. Yeah. It's like what I step on every day. For sure. You know, you talked about being stuck. Um, how long did you live in this space of this lost identity? Okay, so it was about a year to where I was lost, anxious, depressed, and I didn't do anything about it. And then after that year, I was in therapy in the self-love journey um, for about eight months after that. And then, um, I say I, maybe two years after that point to where I got to, wow, I love every cell of my body. I love what I'm doing. I love who I am. I love who I've become. I love the person who was lost a few years ago. I love what I've done in my previous life, you know, just really becoming one with myself. So that's, that's kind of the timeline there. I love that. It uh, it is a process. You have to do the work when you go through something like this. And I'm I'm speaking to my listeners as well. Uh, you, you just to get to the point of loving yourself and accepting yourself when you go through all these emotions and all the the range of emotions. It's it's a lot of work. But when you get there, you're like, ha, huh, this is what it's all about. And I, and I think yeah. from an athletic standpoint, and this is a general statement, but because we're athletes, because we've pushed ourselves emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually, we know how to get to the other end. Sometimes we don't. We just want someone to help us. Or we want the the path to be clear for us. But we have the strength to get through it because we've we've done it throughout our whole sporting career. We've fought through it. We know what it's like to be mentally tough. We know what it's like to be gritty and resilient but it's just when you don't know who you are those things are really tough to like to grab a hold and and to connect with right it's so true because yeah your identity is not your sport right the identity is not what you do what you've done it's who you are so and what i do with all my clients is make sure you remember who were you in that sport Mm. were you a captain were you a leader were you the funny one? Were you the one that like was the manager of the 
of the group? Were you the one that loved the analytics? Were you the one who, you know, really reminding yourself that you were a person inside that sport? Like you were this being of, yeah. of doing and feeling other things just than the gymnastics or the basketball or the football, you know? Right. Exactly. You know, with, with your story, and I've, I've done some research on your story, um, when it comes to self-destruction, what you went through with self-destruction, it's funny, yeah. you have said that you became the master of putting on the pretending to be okay face, which you talked about earlier, mm-hmm. and never allowing yeah. yourself to truly feel. And I was just wondering, because within your sport, no matter how grueling the the performance has to be or the pain you're going through that you have to fight through, uh, at the very end of everything, you have to smile, right? So you're, you're training right. your program to, when you're done, smile. So do you think that the programming of your sport kind of added to you of, you know, fake it till you make it type of mentality and kind of maybe not, not really connect with your feelings because you're so programmed just to yeah. smile and make sure yeah. everything's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's exactly it. That's exactly it for the sport. Um, you must put that I'm okay face on, even if you fall on your face or if you break a toe or you land weird, you stand up, you salute, you finish with a smile, yeah. right? So and in gymnastics, you're judged. Like you are judged on every little thing you do, who you are, who you're being, what you look like, and you strive for that 10.0, which is a perfect score. So it's hard, and it was hard for me, to separate that into my new life. Mm. I just thought everything you do has to be perfect. Everything you do, whether it hurts or whether you like it or whether you hate it, just put on that blank blank face or put on that I'm super happy-go-lucky still no matter what I'm feeling. Mm. So, yeah, it, it, that's, that's what I learned, and that's what I thought was life. That's what I thought. Um, I, I didn't know anything else, right? You, you grew up from such a young age. You just think that, okay, this is the way of life. This is what you do. You put on the mask whenever you're feeling bad because you, because it's bad to show that you're hurting right. or it's bad yeah. to show that you did something wrong. So you go through life just doing that even outside your sport. So yeah, I was the master of the math for sure. And then it started to like physically hurt my body, not just my mind and all that pain, but physically my body, which was like on a whole other level after gymnastics that happened to me, but the self-destruction, it will destroy you from the inside out. And especially if you are a master of the math. Yeah. Pretending you're okay and pushing it down even more just destroys you. Totally. I agree. I agree. And you talked about being judged all the time. Obviously, judged in competition, judged in practice. And you're always trying. It's all it's about that outcome, right? It's that you either win or you lose. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a, that could be a roller coaster. So when you're constantly judged, what was your, as an athlete, what was your relationship with pressure? Was it, did you have a relationship with pressure? Did you like it? Did you think it was positive or negative? Because I can only imagine that sport, 
that there's just a ton of pressure all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I was my own worst critic. Mm. I was always hard on myself. It was never, and it's almost like, you know, a lot of people say like, I never feel like I was good enough, but it wasn't like a good enough thing. It was a, I could never measure up. Like I could never reach to that perfection place because in gymnastics or in sports, you know, coach tries to push you and push you and push you to your best level. So as soon as you hit the, I made it, I got the skill and it looked perfect. Oh, there's always something more that you can do. There's always something more that you can do. Yeah. You know, so it's like I'm never reaching that point. So you're striving for like what? I don't even know. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but you but you just keep trying to reach to something. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah. The you know, there's there's a good pressure and there's a bad pressure that keeps you stuck, anxious and stressed. And um sometimes I got into my own head for sure and I would psych myself out. Like, wait, can I really do this? Like yell at yourself, you know, like, no, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You're like, no, wait, I don't think I can. I didn't really practice this. And like, no, keep going. Keep going. Right. <laughs> you like go with that and just like pull and like tug of war with yourself. Right. Um, so there were definitely times to where it hurt me and didn't really help me. Um, but then there were other times through pressure. Um, it does push you to be, to find out how, like how strong you really are or how far you can really go. Um, just depends on how you use it. <laughs> totally, it's and that's huge. That's a, that's a huge statement. It's how you use it, it's how you interpret it, right? Right. And it's right. and it's funny because I can I can hear you and I can see this that once you like nail that whatever that move is or you get your score that you want, it's like okay, what's next? Well, let's raise the bar. So no matter how good you are. Right, it's it's about constantly raising the bar, which I get. That's that's awesome because that's that's a part of your growth and development. But at at some mm-hmm. point, it's like, whoa, when can I actually just measure up? Like you said, why can't I just be there? Yeah, you know. So I mean, psychologically, you can right. play some some games with you for sure. Absolutely, especially in your life after yeah. your sport, or outside <laughs> your sport. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So let's talk about you being an identity coach, like what is, what does that entail? And and what are some of the things that you address? Yeah. So I really focus on um, one who was identified as something else. And now in this, like you said, unknown place of, Oh, I can be anything. I can do anything. Wait, I can do anything. I can be anyone like really afraid of stepping into that new place. Okay. So whether it's, I want to create a new identity for myself, whether it's a job or a new sport or becoming a new mom or empty nester, you know, anything. anything. It's really being okay. <laughs> really <laughs> anything. You, it's really being okay with leaving that past self behind, leaving that past life behind. And you can pull in the characteristics. You can pull in the things that you've learned and things that you don't like, you can leave behind. But really being okay with yourself that I can have a new life. I can start a new place. Mm. I can leave these things behind. And, you know, really being okay with all those, all those things so that you can step into the next chapter of your life. And that's basically what it is. Okay. It's just stepping into the next chapter of your life. Well, I think this is a great segue because I, I'm a huge acronym guy. And you have this approach, which is in an acronym, uh, based approach and it's on your website and I think it's just it's awesome 
and it segues perfectly with what you're talking about. Can you share what the ready approach is and how you go about implementing this with your with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. So, so yes, I'm ready coaching, and ready is a big word. Like ready is when you say I'm ready, you're going full force. Yeah, you're going. When you say when you say I'm not ready, okay, no one talks to you. You're fine. Yep, go ahead. We understand. So like that word can take you left or right, forward or back. But you that is a very powerful word for you to move forward in your life. So it's also an acronym. So it's rebuild, energize, and discover yourself. Okay. So it's it's rebuilding who you are, rebuilding that ener- that, that identity, and then energizing yourself, pumping yourself up, being okay with moving into this new place. And then discovering who you are, rediscovering, rediscovering who that person is and being okay with creating the new person, despite of all the BS and perspectives that the outside world gives you. Yeah. I love that. It's, uh, and, I, and I love acronyms like that because it's, it's, it's easy for us to, to relate to, connect with, and follow. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's, that is awesome. Well, I have a couple questions before we sign off here. Um, but one of the yeah. questions I, I love, I love asking this question to all my guests. Um, when you think about reflecting on your career as a gymnast, even career as a coach, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself? Oh, this is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so. A shit ton of things. Right, right. <laughs> I like Drop it the is mic. like I'm like I know I'm literally trying to think. Okay, what thought should I pick right now? Which one should we talk about? Which <laughs> um, I learned to trust myself, like through being a coach, through all my gymnastics careers. Um, trust is a big, big thing to have. It's probably one of the most powerful things you can have if you trust yourself you will move through fear. You will move through the unknown because no matter what happens, you trust that you'll get the outcome that you want. And if not, you'll keep working until you get, you get what you want or whatever comes in your way. You trust that you'll work through it. You know, like whatever it is, it always comes back to that trust. And there were times in gymnastics to where I didn't trust myself as like it was before a skill in the middle of a skill, I would contradict myself. Do you really think that's okay? Wait, do you think that's too fast? Wait, do you think, like, totally asking myself all these questions when it's like, are you trusting yourself right now? Right. Bring it back to you. Bring it back to your heart, your mind, your body, your soul. Do you trust yourself? Yes. Okay, let's go. Yep. Then you could do anything. Totally. That's beautiful. You know, I, I, I think just when you think about relationships at all relationship with yourself relationships with family your significant other we all know this it's trust it's rapport and trust that's huge especially if you need if you want that trust externally with some something else or someone else you gotta have trust within yourself first you just got to and it's funny when you were talking and i don't even know why i'm bringing this up but it brought me back there's Mm -hmm. just one moment in high school when i was playing football and i had done some 
I mean, there is moments where I've showed up and did vulnerable things and, and did, and the outcomes were awesome. And there was this moment where it was at the end of the game and for whatever reason, and I'm throwing to a guy that's like six, four, so he's a tall target. And it was a, yeah. an out pattern. He was 10 yards down and, you know, it makes a break to the left, to the sideline. And for some reason, when I was rolling out, I was, t- what I was thinking, not making the, the pass effective I was actually worried about throwing an interception. So it was, mm-hmm. I did not trust myself in that moment. And I totally threw the ball in the dirt. Like I, it's just like, right. and it just, I'm like, whoa, right. whoa, whoa, I didn't want that. And it was just, but that's how I was feeling in that moment. So I didn't trust myself. And it's funny. Right. Um, and I think some of the people on my football team, if they hear that, they're going to be like, what? But that showed up for me. <laughs> you know, It's crazy. Right. It is. Absolutely. And and I have my clients go through it, like whether I help them with nutrition or fitness or the strictly identity crisis. And I, but the main overarching thing is identity and releasing that self-critic of yourself and that self-destruction. And, you know, a lot of us or a lot of clients go back to, Natalie, it's just who I am. It's just what I do. Right. Okay. So you need to really <laughs> check yourself at the identity level. Yeah. Saying like, okay, but this is the thing you're working on to release. So do you want to stay or do you want to go? Okay, so that is not in your identity anymore. So something like that, and then you go, you're like in the middle of the program, my program, and they're like, well, they drop off again. It's just who I am. It's just, so I go back to, are you trusting yourself right now? Yeah. So are you working through a place of purpose or a place of fear? And that's something I learned from my mentor. Are you working from a place of purpose, place of fear? Right. Sometimes they say fear. Okay, let's go back to your purpose. Do you trust yourself that you will finish this journey and you will come out on top? Yes. All right. Let's keep going. I love it. It's always kind of coming back to that tr- person of trust, that being of trust. Right. I love it. I love it. Now, is there anything that you would like to leave with my listeners with regards to, to anyone dealing with identity issues or depression, anxiety, or self-worth issues? Is there anything you want to say before we sign off here? Um, I think the main thing I would say is, um, number one, be honest with yourself. Like, if you're really hating yourself, if you're really feeling down and you're just not liking everything, anything in your life, be honest with it. Stop pushing it away because you're going to make it worse. And this time is only going to come out the next five years, 10 years when you're in another chapter of your life and you don't want to go back and do these things all over again. And then number two would be, be patient with yourself. Okay. You are creating a new person. Like it takes time. It takes work. So be patient with, if you fall down a step, if you take five steps back, just know, live in that growth mindset that you're going to fail. Yeah but you're going to have trust in yourself that you're going to succeed. You're going to learn. You're going to grow. You're going to keep going no matter what comes in your way. So be honest with yourself and be patient. Beautiful. You know, one. Beautiful. And, and how can my listeners follow you on social media? Yeah. So you can go to at I am ready underscore coaching for my Instagram. Um, you can follow me on Facebook. Just my name, Natalie Simeri. Um, and then you can go to my website, which has everything. It's IamReadyToday.com. Beautiful. And I'll tell you, I'll, to my listeners, 
check out her IG account because she has this thing called Wake Up Wednesdays. And if you want to have some energy <laughs> injected into you, trust me, you want to like make yes. sure you don't miss it. Yeah. So I love it. I love it. So again, Natalie, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and on a real issue that I think a lot of people are dealing with right now. Um, thanks for your energy and uh, really, really it was an honor to have you on my show. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You bet.